Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorer News with another edition of the Vitality Explorer News podcast. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for a free text message newsletter about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'd like to say a quick thank you to everyone who has really helped make Vitality Explorer News uh, one of the fastest growing places on Substack. So you can find a lot of the information that we're talking about on the audio version of this this podcast at vitalityexplorers.substack.com. And you can become a subscriber there and and get the printed versions of this as well. So this week, as always, we're going to start with a quote. And this quote comes from Helen Keller. And the quote is, keep your face to the sun and you will never see the shadows. Keep your face to the sun and you will never see the shadows. Love that one. So this week on Vitality Explorer News, we're going to learn about several things. We're going to learn about vitamin D, uh, knee pain in, in the context of uh, healthcare utilization, and we're going to learn how to be like bamboo. Okay, so the first thing we'll start off with is vitamin D, which is one of my you know favorite things to read about, research. And I found a fascinating article this week about knee pain and vitamin D, and um, and you know what's what's the connection with inflammation. So the prevalence of knee arthritis, which is something I see a lot in uh, in my practice as an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist, it's skyrocketing, okay? I think we need better ways to identify it and treat it early. And then we need novel treatment pathways to reduce the, the burden of this disabling disease. I mean, just millions upon millions of people have it. You know, so many people are, are, are at the end stage of arthritis and needing knee replacements that we need to think about ways to prevent it from getting that bad. Okay, there's a lot of risk factors with knee osteoarthritis, including previous injuries, previous surgery, uh, lifting and bending occupations, obesity, and dietary risks. But another one is vitamin D deficiency. Now, the role of vitamin D in the context of arthritis is hotly debated, okay? So this is not a definitive answer here yet, but we're, we're gonna review a paper here that, that discusses vitamin D status and its connection with inflammatory biomarkers. Now, inflammatory biomarkers is just a big fancy name for stuff that you can measure in your blood. But it seems to be that there's a correlation. In this particular study, again, you can find the details with the Vitality Explorer News um, substack site. And what they did is they compared 124 patients with mild to moderate bilateral knee osteoarthritis and 65 healthy controls. Now, the, the, the thing I'm going to read from here next is a quote from the paper, but honestly, it's an alphabet soup. So let me just read it, and then we'll go over it and, and unpack it a little bit more. But quote, serum markers of vitamin D, as well as markers of inflammation, including interleukin 1B, IL-1B, interleukin 6, interleukin 10, tumor necrosis factor, TNF-alpha, high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, and nuclear factor kappa-beta, um, were evaluated in each participant. Say that five times real fast. So these big fancy alphabet soup of, of markers are all connected to inflammation. But what they found is that there was a correlation between being lower in your vitamin D and having higher levels of these inflammatory markers in your blood, okay? So the levels that they considered 
uh, and, and divided up in their in their cohort of 128 patients were very interesting. So vitamin D levels of 42.7 uh, for the healthy controls compared to 41.8 for the sufficient knee arthritis patients and 19.7 for the insufficient vitamin D patients who had knee arthritis. So again, around 42 for both healthy controls and the sufficient knee arthritis patients compared to about 20 for the vitamin D insufficient. So when they did that and they, they ran the statistics on that, they found you know, correlations between higher levels of blood marker, blood inflammatory markers. Uh, and then they did this fancy thing called a linear regression and found significant correlations, again, between those vitamin D levels and all of those blood markers, or almost all of those blood markers. Again, look at the vitalityexplorer.substack.com site and you'll get all the details along with a few of the charts. The paper also looked at something called the Western Ontario and McMaster's arthritis index. This is a very commonly used arthritis index in orthopedics and sports medicine. And it's called WOMAC for obvious reasons, W-O-M-A-C. Um, and what it does is incorporate pain, stiffness, and physical function. And the lower the score, the better off the patient is doing overall. So also, this same study found lower WOMAC scores, this pain, stiffness, and overall physical function, better scores in patients who were sufficient with vitamin D compared to insufficient. Now, the details are crucial here. Remember that sufficient patients had a vitamin D level of 41.8 compared to the insufficient uh, patients of 19.7. So this helps, helps us as we try to unpack this and, and, and um, do some analysis on this. So number one, uh, knee arthritis is a massively important problem because it's rising all over the world and we need better solutions. And I, I personally believe in you know, um, an all-in strategy. We should be developing better physical therapy protocols. We should focus on living at or near our ideal weight, as well as continuing to develop biologic treatments such as PRP. And even better solutions are needed because 20, maybe even 25% of people who get a total knee are not happy with their total knee, which is different than a total hip, which is one of the most uh, successful surgical procedures of all time. So when we're faced with this big problem that's growing, and I think staring us in the face is a simple idea that is important to investigate further. And that is what is the optimal vitamin D level for people who have knee pain or knee osteoarthritis. And the paper here gives us some ideas. Now, it's per not perfect. It's not definitive. You know, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But if you have knee pain or knee osteoarthritis and I see you as a patient, I try to get people in the 40s uh, to 50s for their vitamin D because of some of this data. Okay, so it's it's clear, according to this paper, that a vitamin D level of 42 is better than a vitamin D level of 20. There's not a definitive answer of, you know, is 40 better than 30. But several blood inflammatory markers are lower. And I've also found zero evidence in the literature that vitamin D levels in their 40s is detrimental. Okay, now this is the time of year, especially in the northern hemisphere, to get your vitamin D checked. It's uh, in no mid-November 2022 as I'm recording this podcast, uh, and, and I think this is the time to get it checked. There are now a lot of different ways you can get it checked, even if your primary care doctor is not interested in doing that. Just a little reminder, vitamin D can really only be obtained from a few dietary sources, such as fish, egg yolks, egg yolks, or being out in the sun. But as the sun goes down earlier and earlier, we're getting less. We're also out in the sun less because of the risk of skin cancer and other, other issues. So there's a lot of people who are insufficient or deficient or severely deficient 
Um, and some of the Northern European countries are found to have patients or populations that are 80% below uh, thresholds for sufficiency. Um, so in, I think this is even more interesting in patients of color. Um, I'm actually half Asian Indian and have found that my vitamin D level was severely low, probably based on a genetic factor in my own blood. So um, again, this is important stuff for people who have knee pain. Um, vitamin D levels in the 40s seem to be better than uh, vitamin D level around 20. Uh, again, this is not meant to be medical advice. This is medical information. You should always check with your personal medical physician prior to you know, starting any supplement or exercise regimen. But I, I feel obligated to share this information. Again, you can uh, look at the reference abstract and some of the, some of the charts on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. And we're going to transition to the second topic for this week, and that is similar, it's just sort of a cousin to the first one here, is to keep your frame fit. All right, and we're going to be doing more and more of this over the next several weeks on Vitality Explorers. This is an area where I feel very comfortable as an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist, and I haven't shared as much of what I can share with people about how to keep your frame fit. So we're going to start a little bit with the knee, and this is also similar to this idea of knee osteoarthritis. And we should define that. And there's a picture we have up from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery on the Substack site where you have a loss of joint space in the knee. And the pictures are pretty pretty staggering. You can see there's a space between the, the thigh bone and the shin bone, also known as the femur and the tibia. And then the loss of that joint space is one of the dictionary definitions of arthritis. But my, my concept here, my idea, is that frame fitness, your, your whole body, is crucial to your overall vitality. And I think what's emerging is scientific evidence suggesting that our frame fitness predicts healthcare utilization and costs. So our frame includes all of our joints, our spine, and all of the connections in between, all right? So the connections can be ligaments, tendons, muscles, and many other types of, of connective tissue, okay? The crucial concept I think that we, we don't really understand is that your musculoskeletal system is modifiable until the day we die. Let me say that again. Your musculoskeletal system is modifiable until the day you die. All right, so our muscles can improve with resistive exercises. Our joints can improve if we consistently stretch them. And our spine can improve if we maintain proper posture. There's just a myriad of ways that we can work on our frame fitness. And we're going to really take a deeper dive into that. And it's sort of similar to that old song. I think I had to look up the name of it, but it's called Dem Bones. And here, you know, some of the lyrics are the knee bone is connected to the thigh bone. The thigh bone is connected to the hip bone. The hip bone is connected to the backbone. And the backbone is connected to the shoulder bone. So if any one of these components of your, of your frame are out of whack, some other piece of your body can, can get out of whack. This is especially in the context of your spine. Uh, and we talked about this in a previous episode of people who have um, spine pain, whether it's your neck, your back, your middle, middle of your back, or your lower back, that can be associated with higher inflammatory markers. It's also associated with psychological stress. Um, but today we're going to try and focus on the understanding of the correlation. And as we always try to do on Vitality Explorer News, and again, sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for the free text message newsletter. You can also become a subscriber on vitalityexplorers.com, or excuse me, vitalityexplorers.substack.com. 
There's going to be some special stuff coming up for paid subscribers beginning towards the end of this year and especially into 2023. So today's focus on the second part is going to be on this paper called Associations of Healthcare Utilization and Costs with Increasing Pain and Treatment Intensity Levels in Osteoarthritis Patients, an 18-year retrospective study. So this is a big study. And it was of 127,656 patients. So nobody's going to be able to say this isn't a big study with a long-term you know, evaluation period. And the, page, the paper initially discusses how 25% of people in the United States will be suffering from osteoarthritis by 2030. That's a huge burden of disease. And the supposition of the paper was that we need a better way to predict and hopefully prevent the progression of knee osteoarthritis, which we, we've been talking about for this entire episode of the Vitality Explorer News podcast. They divided the research subjects into mild osteoarthritis and moderate slash severe, and then they compared healthcare utilization rates. And here's some of their conclusions. And this is pretty interesting, right? At least it's interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you as well. But they found um, more emergency room department visits, more outpatient visits, and more inpatient admissions for patients with moderate to severe knee osteoarthritis compared to mild. All right. And the stats were off the chart, like p-values of 0.001 or 0.0001. And they also found higher costs in several areas for patients with severe arthritis um, in terms of overall costs. Things like pharmacy, inpatient, outpatient, and, and as, as we said, uh, emergency room department. And so what, what this means is your frame matters. Your knee fitness or your, your potential for developing knee arthritis matters. That's why we were talking about in the initial discussion point this week about your vitamin D. That's a modifiable risk factor for getting inflammation in your blood, according to that first paper. Uh, we, we don't know for sure whether having an adequate vitamin D level uh, over a long period of time or an optimal, even better, an optimal vitamin D level over a long period of time will prevent progression of arthritis, but there doesn't seem to be a downside. So here's the analysis for this second paper, is that healthcare costs are skyrocketing all over the world. Patients are also aging all over the world, and we really need better ways to mitigate the costs associated with this. And I think this data from this particular paper that we talked about right now confirms that progression of knee arthritis leads to more healthcare utilization and costs. So if you have mild knee arthritis, you're going to cost the system a lot less money than if you have moderate to severe. So we should stop waiting till you get moderate to severe knee arthritis because then we know it's going to cost you more. That <laughs> makes kind of sense, right? Uh, so we should try to find or seek ways to reduce or limit the progression and try to avoid people needing the plastic and metal that is a total knee replacement um, and trying to identify them earlier uh, in, the, in, the, in the disease state would be meaningful. So this was a paper published by Graham et al. in 2022, and, and it was um, looked at utilization and costs using electronic medical records from 2001 to 2018, and it was an integrated healthcare system, so they were able to capture, uh, capture all the costs. So I encourage you to, again, look at the Vitality Explorer Substack site for further details. Um, but I hope this first two segments... Uh, about knee pain, uh, knee arthritis, and vitamin D were interesting, and we're going to pivot, massively pivot, to something completely different to finish up this week's Vitality Explorer News podcast, and that is my top five reasons to be like bamboo. Now, this is something I kind of stumbled upon this week, but I think it's really fascinating to kind of correlate sometimes what happens in nature with our overall sense of vitality. Now, we may 
you know, have this sense of what bamboo is. We may have bamboo somewhere in our garden. We may have visited a bamboo forest at some point, but bamboo is crazy interesting. And I think it's interesting, especially in the context right now of how uncertain life is all over the world. All right. And before we dive into my, my five reasons for wanting to be like bamboo, let's, let's learn about this fascinating um, plant. Um, and bamboo is one of the world's fastest growing plants. It can grow up to three feet in a single day, three feet. I think they said 35 inches. I'm, I'm stretching it to 36, but 35 inches in a single day, that's crazy fast. Okay. And I didn't actually know this, but bamboo is not sort of a tree. It's in the grass family. And it's also known as a colony plant. And I think the, all these little details about bamboo are, are fun and interesting, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to our vitality in a second here. Uh, but it's known as a colony plant because energy is used from the first plant to produce new ones and expand the root structure. So the first plant grows up and gives back to the root structure or also helps fertilize new ones. And it takes three years to get established. It doesn't grow very fast uh, in the first three years and, and it doesn't really grow very much in height. And again, if you look at the Substack site, there's some pictures of this. Uh, it's developing its root system. It's preparing for meteoric growth at a later stage. So not much happens in the first year or two, all right? And so you could get disappointed if you plant a bamboo um, grass, I should say, it's on a tree, right? Um, not doesn't really grow much in height or di diameter, 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 excuse me. Uh, and then sort of magically new shoots emerge um, during the spring, they, they can go up to, you know, three or four feet in a day, I guess. And the new growth cycle lasts about 60 days. And then something magical happens during the next two years. More and more bamboo shoots emerge. And a thick grove grows where a, only a single plant was initially um, planted. And then larger canes, those are like baby bamboo. That's a very, that's going to be a good trivia question. What is a baby bamboo? It's a cane. Uh, baby bamboo canes are produced and grow into taller plants over the course of a seven to 10 year period. So again, that first year planting, not too much happens. Second starts to grow um, a little bit more. And then in the third summer, three years in, the bamboo grove emerges with larger canes and taller trees. And then it goes on for seven to 10 years. And so here's some other cool facts about bamboo. Bamboo can regenerate. So if you cut it, if you cut the bamboo, new leaves emerge, and then the sunlight comes on those new leaves. They turn that into energy and pass it down to the root system, which then leads to the production of new shoots. So getting cut leads to regeneration. Bamboo is also virtually fireproof. Bamboo is super strong and flexible, and it helps hold the soil together. And here's a very interesting little fact. Bamboo sequesters carbon at a rate that is 10 times faster than woody trees. All right, regenerate, fireproof, strong, flexible, holds the soil together and sequesters carbon. Sounds like, sounds like we need more bamboo trees, right? Um, but here's, here's sort of where I'm gonna to try to extend this analogy to us. And I think it's an amazing plant and here's sort of my five reasons why I think we can or should be like bamboo. And I think we need to channel our inner bamboo when we plant something in our lives. That could be a career, that could be a relationship, that could be a new project or adventure. And I personally get very impatient when things don't grow rapidly. I need to realize that meaningful growth in any arena takes time. Meaningful growth in any arena takes time. We need to establish a root system or a root structure 
and then we can build up stores of energy for future growth. The second, that's the first one. So number two is I need to channel my inner bamboo when I get cut or burned. Who isn't going to get cut or burned in this life? We are going to get it. So we need to figure out how to grow new leaves when that happens and send that energy down to the root system. And so sometimes we may look beaten or bruised on the outside. You know, literally, if you just cut the, cut the tree down, it sprouts a new leaf. Um, but we need to have some courage during that time of difficulty and find a pathway to sunlight that brings new leaves. That's number two. Number three is to, to channel your inner bamboo and be as strong and flexible as possible. Channel your inner bamboo and be as strong and flexible as possible. That's number three. Number four is to channel your inner bamboo and become a community builder, not a divider in the soil where we, we live and work. Become a community builder, not divider in the soil where we live and work. Remember, one plant grows into a grove um, and they're really, it's a sort of a colony plant is what they call it, but I'm extending that to being a community. And finally, um, we, you know, CO2 may be considered, I think, badness, right? So the final, final, number five is sequester the badness in the world and help our world reach new heights. So let me review those again. Channel your inner bamboo when you plant something and don't be impatient. Channel your inner bamboo when you get cut or burned. Channel your inner bamboo to be strong and flexible. Channel your inner bamboo to be a community builder. And finally, channel your inner bamboo to sequester the badness in your world. Now, I may have gone way, way, way down the bamboo hole, or the bamboo shoot, I should say, in trying to extend this connection to our sense of vitality or trying to energize or lead, lead our most vital lives. Um, but of course, I would like your comments or suggestions about how to improve this, or if you think I'm flat out bamboo crazy. Um, it's it's just something where I think about it. I'm going to have to figure out if I can grow bamboo here in Northern California where I live. I don't, I don't think so. I think it grows obviously in more tropical regions. If anybody out there is listening to this, I would love to figure out if I can have like a bamboo tree somewhere in my uh, in my world. Um, or maybe I'm just going to have to get a piece of bamboo to, to remind myself of all those things. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this week's Vitality Explorer News podcast. Just a little shout out to all those people who have been so, so supportive of the work we're doing. Um, I think of this as a beginning of a bamboo grove. There are now new shoots growing up all over the world. The Vitality Explorer News podcast is now heard in over 50 countries all over the world. That, that staggers me. The number of people who are subscribing to the text message newsletter and the Vitality Explorer News uh, on uh, Substack is also growing rapidly. Um, and the people who reach back out to me to help support this work is, is so, so appreciated. Um, I, I, I will leave you again with that Helen Keller quote, keep your face to the sun and you will never see the shadows. And remember that low vitamin D uh, is associated with higher blood markers of inflammation. Keeping your frame fit and trying to find better ways to mitigate people with mild arthritis to progressing to moderate or severe arthritis could probably lower healthcare costs. And finally, channel your inner bamboo. And until next time, dare to be vital.